0: Well, hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, starring the one, the only Ramon Foster over there in Hendersonville, Tennessee, 11 years starting guard in the National Football League. All 11 of those, I've been told, with one franchise.
1: I was told that too, man. I feel it. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I feel it, DK. But yeah, it is all in one spot, man. How you feel about that?
0: You <laughs> gotta try this again with the microphone actually somewhere near me. Why didn't you say something?
1: <laughs> I, I, I thought you sounded fine, DK. Look, I'm not here to judge you on how you sound. Yes, I am. I'm judging you on how you sound you sounded like you sounded cheeks right there, DK.
0: We are going to we're going to get this show off to a good start, no matter how much I try to mess it up by congratulating Renee Kelly, one of our longtime viewers here on her retirement that's coming up after 41 and a half years. Wow. She, she says, I want each of the foster kids to celebrate with me tomorrow. Congratulations to you, Renee. That's, that's
1: amazing. That's big time right there. I hope they send you off well and I hope you get an opportunity to enjoy it, Renee. 41 and a half years and retiring, Wow. That's, yeah, that's, that's really right. Like a big
0: send off or something, you know, like a cake or whatever, you
1: know. Got to. More to uh, DK, 41 years. I need a car. Um, I need a house at the end of that, DK. Is What needs to happen after 41 <laughs> years of service? Man.
0: No, that's, uh, that's pretty cool here. We have all kinds of people responding to Renee's retirement here. And we are going to get this show started.
1: Yeah, I got I got the thing that everybody asks for, DK. They, they <laughs> were asking for that. Knowledge. Can I retire? To no, you can't <laughs> retire. Okay, here we go.
0: And I'm a, a, allowed at least a little bit of. Uh, leeway here for being disheveled i just came back from the steelers practice over on the south side have some stuff i can share with you guys today fun stories uh original insights from some of the athletes yeah and i'll start off
1: moan by just saying that it's a it was a good room you know what i'm saying when i say that right i do know what you mean when you say that type of stuff a win does that sweeping your division opponent does that even more dk and you know what else Christmas was good for the guys because they won. I'm so glad you brought that up. I
0: I was talking with Mason Cole, who, by the way, played a lot better uh, against the Bengals, I thought, than he did in in Indianapolis. And I'd I'd mentioned that to him respectfully. And he happened to agree with that assessment. Did he? (laughs) He did. And then he he said, you know what? He said, we needed this for Christmas. And I'm going, looking at him like, what? You don't hear professional athletes say stuff like that. But tell me about this, Moan, because he said that he said that we felt like we needed a chance to really, really chill just with our families and everything else and not have
1: this whole weight on us. It, it matters, DK. I remember one year we played on um, Thanksgiving weekend, and we lost. And we celebrated uh, the next day. We were actually at Jericho Cottrey's house. It was a group of us, man we lost on Thanksgiving day and we all, you know, families got together and said, we'll do Thanksgiving together and everything. And you just felt that stank in the air. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you just felt that thickness in the air because what hangs over worthy you. worthy of unwrapping this. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying though, don't you? Like, because what lingers over you with that stank in the air is we got to go into that building we gotta watch that tape. We gotta figure out how we lost the game and we gotta hear coach's mouth. So yeah, it does matter. Those holiday games matter a lot. Why do you think I was running towards A B in that Baltimore Ravens game in 2016, trying to make sure he got in? Because I had the same thought too. You can't ruin Christmas, DK. It it, it just eases, it eases everything over.
0: Useless Knowledge says, I would just wonder if those guys won't just rally around Mason. Maybe it was Kenny who was bad. Rolling left has to hurt the line. Leaving Kenny out of this, it's funny. Uh, Hmm. Dan Moore said to me today, he goes, you know, we keep hearing about how we rallied around Mason and everything else like that. He said, I got to tell you, that's not the way it went. Okay. He led us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that this wasn't about us rallying around him or wanting to feel a good, you know, feel good story or anything. Yeah, uh, he led us, and a lot of the stuff that Moan you were talking about as as his good friend, and and uh, you know, and his locker mate, the stall next to him, over on the south side, mm-hmm. that he is not timid. He is not shy. Miles Boykin said to me today, he goes, I think people have this misunderstanding here that he's like new or something. He's not. And then Miles asked me how many years he been in the league. And I said, I told him six. He goes, that's not, that's not nothing. He's around an NFL franchise for six
1: years. He knows what he's doing out there. And specifically that one, it's not like he's a journeyman and what he's got going on. He knows what the standard is as far as what was the expectation uh on Friday, I mean on Saturday. Here's the thing, though, too. If you've been around and understand the culture, that's why I think having your guys that you draft and not being one of those teams that pick up free agent after free agent, and we need this guy to save our organization. Is when you have your in-house guys like a Mason, like a Cam, like a TJ, they understand the the, the assignment, is what you would say. Like they know what it meant to play against Cincinnati at home on that weekend, and that's what Mason gets out of it. And again, that's something that has to be learned. It's not to say that Kenny Pickett doesn't understand that either. I don't want to make it seem like Kenny doesn't understand it, but Mason bet- definitely has a better understanding of how and what coach he expect out of his quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, there was there was a lot of a lot of talk about a lot of different components as it relates to Mason uh, and, and the way he played. But so much of it was uh, the, the real theme of everything was a the standing in the pocket that was number one. Okay. And not just among the offensive linemen. Everybody talked about it. In fact, you know what? I have something here that I can share. You got audio? With you guys. I got some video.
1: Let's do it. Uh,
0: This is, uh, I asked Deontay Johnson today how much it meant to him as a wide receiver to have Mason Rudolph stand in the pocket the way he did. How much did it mean to you that Mason hung in the pocket the
1: way he did? Uh, a lot. You know, so sort of that he was so poised in the pocket, Uh you know. That's real big. be able to keep your eyes downfield while it got the D line trying to get in your face or whatever it is. But just little stuff like that showing that he's not he's gonna stay in the fight a little longer, make his reads, not try to get out so quick, uh find his guy. He did that, egg made plays for him, made him look good. So we're trying to build off that this one. Couple things real quick before we actually get to his comment too. One, they got banners now to interview guys that we didn't have, that we just had the backside of the building. Guys are fancy right now. I love it. But I'm also like, God, it's good to be young in the NFL, okay? Secondly, that friggin' camera that you're using, I don't know what it is, but it is crystal clear. I saw every pore on Deontay's face, DK. <laughs> I,
0: I lowered the <laughs> resolution, actually, to transport it faster. <laughs> uh, we, we, I, can actually, I can actually do six times better than that. Uh, I did, however, leave my my uh, the, the little portable mic at home, okay. which is why it might have been a little bit tough to pick <laughs> up on Deontay and what he said. But in case anybody did struggle with it uh, for whatever reason, basically De- Deontay's answer was, yes, it's incredible to have a quarterback yeah. who does that. We were able to go out and run the routes that we wanted. We knew that he was going to stick with the primary play. He wasn't going to keep checking down. He wasn't going to get out of there. I believe was Deontay's term. Yeah. Uh, If this sounds to everybody else like a shot at Kenny or something, no, there's just no other way they can answer the question, honestly. So don't, don't think of it in some sort of narrative evil terms or whatever. Every single offensive player with whom I spoke today did not tiptoe on this subject. (laughs) They, they made it abundantly clear that they they loved playing with this guy the way he played the other night against the Bengals. And
1: as useless knowledge says here, it's just business, isn't it, business. Moan? It is. And Deontay and, and here's why useless knowledge is just business, meaning it's good business too. It's because Deontay understands if he stays in the pocket, I can fully run my route. What do you I don't know? have to improvise? And what's I'm his there.
0: greatest skill? What's his greatest skill? It's,
1: it's, 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 it's uh, route run route for Deontay. Yep. And, and, and that's why I think when Mason overthrew that, he knew it. He knew Deontay was godly. It was, it was promised land for him. Again, Mason could have had a 330-yard game, man, with that completion <laughs> right there. But everything that Deontay said, one, his maturity in it, I think you see the way he answered and how he understood the breakdown of what Mason did, that Deontay gets ball. He's probably frustrated at the time, so he has some little stuff going on, but he gets ball, but he understands that that guy's a pro as far as Mason's delivery this past weekend. He did.
0: Yeah, he Mason. Did. And when you talk about Jordan says here, Mason showed that's some big. veteran leadership. He showed more than you know. Uh, among the other things that I was able to pick up on today, and I'm going to be writing a full column about this for DK Pittsburgh Sports, uh, is that he was able to just look guys in the eye and say, that's not enough. I need more. Why? Because he's been there longer than any of them. Yeah, and that doesn't matter to the outside. It doesn't matter to those you know you know people who are just tuning in on TV and seeing Mason Rudolph starting for the first time since 2021. but he's been in that building, working with that team in that uniform for six years. and he's able to do what he did, for example, with Dan Moore. After Dan Moore missed a block, he he goes
1: right. He's pretty animated. Yeah, you you can picture this, right? Because he did it with he did it with you. Yeah, he has, man. Or or seven's done that with us as guys too. Like you can Mm -hmm. demand that type of stuff out of guys because of the work that they put in and how they've gone about it. I think Mason has this. You know, this this underground attitude of hey, I gotta go get mine, and that's rightfully so. And he got to demand guys to do that because if Dan's not doing his job or Deontay's off, one of the wide receivers missed their routes, that effect that directly affects him, you know, in those moments. So that's that's one thing that remember we talked about this earlier in the year in the preseason. Will Kenny be able to just speaking on Kenny real quick? Will he be able to go at guys and demand and say, hey, today's not your day to catch the ball. I'm going to this guy. Or, hey, George Pickens is my guy. Or Deontay is my guy. Mason somewhat has the ability to do that. Is it because of age, DK? I think it's that. I think it's that he's been there. I think he's just also, he understands this a lot weighs on his performance with the guys around him. And he know they got the ability to elevate themselves if they help themselves to DK. That's uh, your quarterback got to have a little bit of a prick in him too. You do. Yeah. And that
0: was, that was another point that some guys were making here because on one hand they respect him. <laughs> and on the other hand, they understand that he needs to be the one that's taking charge out there. Uh, This is not Latrobe where the coordinator no. is standing behind you in the huddle. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, okay. Nobody's coaching. you. He's the coach. He's he's the only one out there. And, oh, by the way, especially in an environment wow. like Seattle's with the 12th man,
1: he's the only I, one you can hear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I really hate to, to do this gushing over Mason because, one, uh, after today we got to move on. It's is, it is hump day. Ah, oh, we missed that, DK. It's hump day, man. But what I'm telling you is this. I, I'm hoping that this stuff sticks that this type of leadership and play out of a guy like Mason moves forward. Who's to say what's going to happen at the end of the year as far as the playoffs go? But if he has the ability to really just grab this team, despite Kenny, if he has the ability to do that, D.K., not thinking either Pittsburgh or Mason's in a really good spot. Like, And yeah. that's what's
0: been missing. Donnan says uh, De- uh, Deontay Johnson just told everyone that Mason is the man moving forward. Donnan, guess what? Everyone did that today. Really? Okay, everyone did that today. Everyone on that offense did that today. Without being again, without being jerks about it or whatever else, here they were just calling it like it is. They were saying that it was just a joy to play with that guy back there and the way he took control and the way everything was happening for him. You guys want another one? Yeah, yeah. On, on this right here, on the 4K camera. <laughs> no, <laughs> I got I got another one for you guys. Okay, let me see it totally ruining my column here by saying all this on the <laughs> Go show. Go check it out
1: regardless, okay? Yeah, that's
0: what you have to do. Yeah. in order to get this stuff, you have to promise to read the column.
1: Yes. Uh okay. when
0: when when we get to that. Uh here's what I have. So Miles Boykin, remember he had a catch? Yeah. Okay. Yep. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't get many anymore. He's out there for <laughs> his special teams excellence and I do mean excellence, yeah. okay? This he was he was sent onto the field. Okay. And when he's sent onto the field, that's basically in the Matt Canada offense, it's telegraphing to the entire world that this is about to be a run.
1: Something for him.
0: Okay. Yeah. Darnell Washington and I were having a laugh about this today because Darnell was out there as well. He goes, We come on, everybody just goes, you know, it's a run. It's a run. Well, this <laughs> one was this one was supposed to be a pass too. Okay. But Mason looked around. This was at the line of scrimmage. This is this is right from the athletes. Yeah. Mason looked around at the line of scrimmage and said, You know what? We're gonna throw to Boykin. No way they're gonna see that coming. <laughs> so he makes he makes the call at the line. Yeah. Miles, being the bright guy that he is, picks up on it. Miles wasn't expecting it either, but Miles, as he told me, he goes, Man, I, this was. This was there. He sound excited, at, is okay. what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah right. And he, he actually got a little defensive with me because he saw that I was enjoying this. He goes, "You know, I can still catch a football, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The pride always shows up, DK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, no special teams person, no matter how great they are, is ever actually yeah. a special teams person. Right, okay. right. So sure enough, ball snapped. Mason fires across to Miles Boykin for a nice little gain, and just within that. The Bengals are like, I'm sure are going like, oh, wait a second, man. Come on. You said when he comes on the field, it's a run. What are we doing out here? And everything yeah. just gets all messed up. The same thing happened later on the little flip to Darnell Washington. Yeah. yeah. Remember that? You were talking about that play yesterday. He just lobbed it up to him. Yeah. Darnell said the same thing. Is they see me out there, they think it's a run, whatever. If, if we keep him honest like that, and that's to the quarterback's credit. Because he was able to – Mason was able to distribute the ball to eight different guys. Okay? If you hit, yeah.
1: Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no. Keep continue on. What did you have to finish that? Because No, laughing. that's it. That's it. I'm
0: just telling you – I'm telling you guys, there's a lot more there than even what you saw or what yeah. you know. Okay? There was a lot more there. And this is why people – how do you sound so confident he's going to start on – believe me, he's Hear starting. It. Okay? There's – if you think that head coach is going into that locker room, knowing how those guys feel yeah. and saying, you know what? We're going back to the other
1: guy. No chance. It'd be a black cloud for the most part, DK. You you saying that, shout out to Rochelle, man. I see a bunch of folks in here getting memberships too, by the way, DK. Ron Smith is handing them out like he's dealing cars at a casino also, DK. Everybody, man, appreciate you guys. Uh, hearing you tell that story about, Mason you know what it reminds me of you know where I'm Mm -hmm. headed where Ben would I ain't gonna say wave off the OC yeah 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 yeah. and what was coming in the play huddle (laughs) and just I don't want to say he act like he didn't hear it (laughs) but in those moments where you know the, the the player instinct and experience takes over a little bit more having Mason make those two veto calls like that man is ballsy and you better be right too and he was to those passes to those guys but That's the type of stuff where you say as an OC, as a head coach, all right, I'm holding the reins right here. I can just kind of let go because he's built some trust. That's where you get into having guys be able to do no huddle, be able to challenge somebody, uh, one of their teammates, and be able to be vocal and stay one of your guys in those types of moments right there, DK. Because if you're skittish, you know, not sure about yourself, you just stick to the script. The greats Mm -hmm. do what? They do what Troy do, like lining up on the left side of the offense and sprinting to the right hash at the snap of the ball because you trust him to do that. He knows he's capable of doing those things, and that's how you become good to great. You know what I'm saying? Or good, better to great.
0: Alan Collins wants to know, hey, Moan, was the offensive line better Saturday, or did Mason staying in the pocket make them better? Uh, Again, I'll reiterate, Dan Moore and Mason Cole both told me today that Mason made them better. They also feel like they perform better, but now we could get into a chicken and egg argument, right, Moan? Yeah,
1: yeah, we could. The answer is both, though, just being honest with you, Allen. Mm-hmm. When you know a guy's going to sell you, like, I love playing with Vic, but also knowing that Vic would roll out at any point in time whenever we were blocking for him kind of made you just uneasy in your assignment on how you do your job up front. Again, Deontay kind of said it a little bit for the receivers down the field. If you know he's not rolling out and I can just run my route, that's fine. Even in the times with seven, go look at the way he moved around the pocket. It was still within the box of the actual pocket, never left and right and rolling and turning this back. So when you have that type of stuff happening, everything's kind of simple. Everything kind of simplifies itself in those moments.
0: Frank Rice reminds everybody to hit the like button. Not a coincidence. Frank Mancuso, another Frank says to click the like button, to so listen to both of our Franks and click the like button. Absolutely. Do you like that? This has been a message brought to you by the Franks. The Franks. (laughs) Rico Costa wants to know with a generous contribution, is Kenny Pickett ready? Having Mason with Kenny in reserve would be a good situation. Kenny said today that he's ready. He also said that a decision on whether or not he is actually ready would be determined by the medical staff, uh, the athletic trainers and the coaches. And that means we're not going to know. And we certainly don't know based on Kenny saying that he's ready. I don't want to turn mean here. Cause I'm not, I really like Kenny. I believe right, he's got a future DK. in this NFL here, but this won't impact what's happening Sunday. It just won't. Unless you're saying here, Rico, that if he's healthy, then he can be the backup and not Mitch Trubisky. That's, that's plausible.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's very true. And here's another thing. Rick brings up a good point, DK. And I feel like we've talked about it at one point in time. Is it's this right here. So Rick says, Why didn't the coaches see this in Mason before now? And I have another thing that was starred in here too, DK, um, that kind of correlates to what this question is, and I'll answer. So Rick says, Why didn't the coaches see this in Mason? And K2B also said this. Anyone notice High Smith? was Mason's biggest fan in the post-game interviews on the field. He was gushing over him. That's because Mason sees those guys daily. He's one of the scout teams, if not the main scout team quarterback. So they build a relationship. And Mason, to your point is why the coaches didn't see this in front of him, Mason, practice tape got to be hot for the coaches to believe in it, number one. But he's also been running cards. He would know the offense, but as far as getting reps, to get ready for a game and understanding tendencies and what a defense is going to bring towards you, he wasn't prepared for it. And that's one of the one things that you said, Adam Lee, the coach, he said, not yet for Mason. We're not going to him yet. It didn't matter. Maybe this was his ace in the hole also to catch a team in a division off off their tilt a little bit.
0: Mason achieved what he did against the Bengals on the strength of three practices, three total practices with the first team offense. Uh, for anybody who doesn't understand what it means to run the scout
1: team in the simplest possible terms, Moan, can you lay that out? You are a service person. That's it. That's all you you have a play drawn up for you. The other team's car. Play. The other team's car. Coach stands in front of 11 men on offense. This is what you have. Run this and throw it to this guy over here. That's kind of the way it's broken down. When you see That's those it. practice when you see those practice clips uh, on TV or with DK, it's uh, somebody in like a different color jersey. Well, that's because that's the receiver they want the quarterback to throw to. So it's this not much really, detail.
0: And this really applies going all the way back to the summertime because when you have first team reps, you have second team reps, and then you have the third team. Yeah. Okay. They're not they're not scout in the summer, but yeah. Once you once you get into, uh, you know, once once they started getting ready for the 49ers, let's put it that way. Uh, in yeah. uh, August and September, then you're getting down to just scout plays. Like you said, somebody's holding up a card and saying, Mason, run this. And you just basically go through it almost robotically. Uh, it's Mason said himself that he was more nervous for the week of practice than he was for the game because it had been a while since he'd run the first team offense.
1: yeah, so, but, but it, yeah wow, huh? I, I was excited for this reason right here. His timing seemed good. The touch was good, DK, and his command of where he wanted to go, except for one or two plays. You can't get over the Deontay play because you know that was a touchdown. might have had one or two, but you didn't see the blatant throw-in-the-face mask type of play that he had in years past, I feel like, this week. And maybe right. that's maturity. And, and, of course, a little bit of pressure too, DK.
0: Yeah, but pressure can also be a bad thing. Uh, When we come back, we're going to get into the only segment that matters.
1: And that's a moan. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we
0: take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all new state of the art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live Fox scores. Track the latest stats. Chatted up with our community of thousands of fans all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh sports coverage that connects. Oh man. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster show. Going to run through some points of order here. We have a couple of new members here. Useless knowledge comes in as a new member Mm -hmm. and sends a separate message to make sure that we know I came in on my own. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: I love it. DK told you.
0: He he came in with defiance. Uh, We have uh, Stephen Orsini. We're celebrating today. Renee's retirement after 41.5 years. Uh, That'll take effect tomorrow, but we're celebrating it today. Uh, Andrew Palladino became a member as well. Uh, Renee celebrating with us by gifting 20 memberships. Stella Fierce comes in at 25. Big time. Mm-hmm. Ryan Smith comes in at 20. Stella Fierce comes in with an additional 20 because why not? Rico Costa with 20. And then guess who? Who? With 50. But the, the difference is Rochelle today wants everyone to know to make sure that you have your accept memberships thing open. This yeah. can only happen on YouTube for those of you who might be joining us through some other means and on the super chat, just make sure that you have accept gifts uh set. Brian has a has a point to make here with you, Moan. He says, uh in 2019, happy feet and images of Mason without the face mask. Remember that? I do. And Miles Garrett hitting him on the head is what got him rode off, Brian thinks, by the general public. He has improved dramatically.
1: That's true. Uh again, you got Mason had two head trauma hits, man, that were not. Well, one of them was a football play. The other one wasn't. Again, don't forget the Earl Thomas hit. Mason, to your point about Happy Feet that year, was scrambling. And I did think in a moment Mason thought he had to move around just to prove that he was athletic and could be Ben-like in those moments like that. And he got cleaned up bad by Earl Thomas. And then, of course, you double back with the on Miles Garrett hit and fiasco that came behind that, too. That was a rough tenure for the dude, man, just all the way through. He starts, and then he comes back and have a fiasco like that. Maturity. He, he talked about his trials and tribulation. DK, what did he tell you he planned on doing if this year didn't work out for him afterwards? Uh, commercial real point? estate. Commercial real estate.
0: Yeah, which is not a thing right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, Well, exactly. Without boring
0: everybody with
1: real estate talk commercial real estate is not where it's at at the moment people are selling off right now man so uh but yeah that's what he was planning on doing so he's yeah he had to clean it up it's either get right or get left and he didn't want to get left behind great showing it leads me to this too before we go into more hey moms i'm gonna get snowman real quick too dk mm-hmm. keep that one yeah, yeah. yeah tube dude by the way get your membership turn your memberships on what are you doing man What's Golly. become green like the rest of us but it says last week still the nation was too low in the lows. Hey, those were some bad losses. You need to be low in the low, okay? But DK Moan, are we getting too high in the highs right now? I don't I think the answer is no. For for this reason, you you swept Sensi, you beat him at home. Mason has an amazing story and lead right now. If we can't be happy for it with the understanding that he has to do it again. Then what are we sell why, why are we fans? It's why
0: even pay attention? There was a there was an awful lot of the reality TV show type drama to what happened over the weekend. Okay. And the more that Mason's story gets told, and the more people see of the interviews and the jokes and the whatever else here, the more they're going to embrace that. However, I am going to respectfully disagree and give my own assessment of this answer in saying they played well that is the difference the reason i feel that people are sky high is that they play yes obviously mason okay but in general they didn't just get the w they didn't just get the result okay they beat cincinnati a month ago and it didn't have this impact this was whoa hang on a second what was that where's this guy been oh wait a second we'll deal with that After the season's over. Okay. (laughs) We'll deal with why they didn't know he was here, but for now, wow, that's, that's a player I can get behind. That's an attitude I can get behind. That's a first down run. I can get behind. Yeah, no, the the raging here is 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 up to Ron Slay. It's not up to me.
1: <laughs> he got a radio show. He's supposed to be doing DK. He's in here with us, man. He's laying down the exclamation points. He is, man. Um, I just started. Question, DK. Are we gonna get go, go all the way through? Hey, Moans, because I thought it was really good. Uh, you ready to go into it? I think this sure. is about as solid as it gets, DK. Right. Uh, from Lori. Lori says Kenny said today. He didn't learn anything watching from the sidelines. Didn't sound great. Any more context available for this comment? Did
0: you get? I, I, no, I was not. I was not in on that session, so I don't have any. Lori, uh, I can see if uh, while Moan takes another question, I'll. I know of a place where I think I can find uh, your answer for you, but Moan can take another question, and we'll see.
1: Uh, I, I would I would almost say this without knowing Kenny as well and not having more context to it, DK, but you can find it here in a second. Mm-hmm. It's this for me. Is there any more context? The context of it is he just saw a guy go in and do better than he's done all year. Well, since he's been a pro. He can't really overpraise it too much. And here's the, also the other thing. Kenny did beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati too. So the idea that there was anything new, he can't publicly admit it, but it's also – The conversation piece that if he just said, yeah, Mason really showed me this, then he's really just validating everything else we thought about Mason. He's young. Kenny is not really established as a starter. So to say my backup outplayed me, being in that conversation, I think, is a different different answer. All right. Man, how did the young guy do?
0: Here's the context, okay? Kenny was asked by a reporter from Erie, uh, who's here on a regular basis? She is. And, and the question was whether or not he learned anything new while being sidelined with an injury. And Kenny gave her a one-word answer. It was no. Now, as I was leaving the facility, I heard a couple other reporters mention that there was a really uncharacteristic one-word answer from Kenny. That he has not done that to anyone's recollection to anybody. So that was unusual. That alone was unusual. Um, there's no way he's happy right now. I was going to okay? say, is that your answer? Yeah. There's no way that there's no way he's happy. He probably feels like something's either unfair, in all likelihood, or slipping away from him, probably unfairly. But maybe he also just didn't appreciate and I have no problem with the question whatsoever. Just to be really, really clear here, it was asked by yeah. Ashley Kaiser from from Erie Television. Uh, I think it was just perfectly phrased. However, if he hears it and thinks, "Just this was not how it was asked," so here, this just you know, did you learn anything while you were watching? Huh? Did you, young did man? You, did you yeah. learn from the master? Okay, that's not at all how she asked. But if he hears it that way, yeah, that can be something that he reacts to.
1: Do you follow? Absolutely, man. And here's something that I'm trying to find the correct year, DK, just so I know I'm right um, in 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 this assessment here. Okay, yes. All right, I'm going for it right now, DK. Give me one second to effort this because I had a situation similar to that, but I was in a totally different place than Kenny Pickett was to be able to answer this. Oh, here it is, 2000 and, um, 2016. We played the Buffalo Bills, and I was inactive. And inactive game that was a big snow game in Buffalo. Yes. You remember that? Mm-hmm. I was inactive. I had a high ankle. I had something going on that weekend. B.J. Finney started in front of me that day because I was inactive. Oh, here it comes, everybody. Go ahead. What happened in that game was Le'Veon Bell went off for 38 rushes for 236 uh-huh. yards in the game. Here it comes, everybody. Still record. <laughs> I wasn't a part of it. 73 was not a part of any you, of those yards. You know who was in the starting lineup next week? Who was this guy? Why okay? is that? Not my backups. Not about to outshine me. So what do I, I got back DK and you get back? fast. You hear how me? Your, how was your week of practice? It was enthusiastic. Do you and hear me?
0: Painful
1: and painful. Do you understand <laughs> me? Because and, and and the reason I say my situation is different from uh, <laughs> Kenny's is this. is It's on the basis that, look, Kenny's not established. I was well established at that point yeah, as a starter. That's BJ true. BJ was a backup. At this point, because you guys are asking this question, if we were to take a poll right now, DK, on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, who do you want to be your starter moving forward? Who you think the most people are going to vote for? Right this second? Right this second. Mason Rudolph. Mason That's the problem. That's why Kenny, in my opinion, gave an uncharacteristic. You said other people of the press said what? There, that was an uncharacteristic one-word answer from Kenny Pickett. People are human. Guys are human. You feel that pressure? You do.
0: Yeah, I went to you know I went to bat for Kenny yesterday regarding the TV things. Okay, the the shots that were shown on TV because you never know when somebody's, you know, caught showing a face or thinking yeah. about some sad thing that happened in his life or whatever. You have no idea. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just a camera is coming in from 300 feet away. You don't know you're on camera. Right. Uh, but th- this was a little different. Yeah. There was a lot of different ways he could have answered that he could have said, here, can we throw one at you here? Yeah, go ahead. He could have said, you know what? You're learning always in the NFL. I I seize every opportunity when I'm on a football field to learn, especially when it comes to our offense. I was so happy for Mason out there. I was happy to see George eat. Uh, It was great. And more than anything, our team, we stick together. He could have done all of that. What you got was no – uh Lynn comes in and says, What is Kenny supposed to say? Gee, I learned I need to stay or step up in the pocket or throw accurate passes. <laughs> well, he's not gonna do that either, Lynn. I see what you're saying. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and I see the comments. We did acknowledge Kenny's already beat Cincinnati, but Kenny ain't had not one performance that looked like that with his guys. Not close. No,
0: he was good. He was good in
1: Cincinnati. He, was he wasn't that. He was not that. Kenny hasn't had a regular season game that's come close to what he did in Buffalo in the preseason. So when you ask him, hey, what are you supposed to do in that moment? Did you learn anything? What are you supposed to say? Yeah, he played a whole lot better with my guys. The idea that he that Mason, and you said this, and the guy said this too, DK. Mm-hmm. He checked out of tendencies to get Miles Boykin and and, and, and and uh Darnell Washington catches.
0: But it also tells you the other thing about the Boykin story that I shared earlier is it also tells you how intensely Rudolph studied and processed this offense, including when Kenny was on the field, notably when Kenny was on the field. Uh, Mason talks wow. Mason talks earlier in the week about uh, going through the cadence mm-hmm. when he was watching. Okay, he was he was he was going through the counts. He was he was living the offense as it was happening, even when he was inactive, when he was the emergency quarterback and wasn't even handed a helmet.
1: Do you follow me here? <laughs> I do follow you, man. So again, with acknowledging that Kenny already beat him you got to also give kind of praise of, to, to Mason for putting that pressure on him. Maybe that makes Kenny better moving forward. And also just to follow up that story about me feeling that pressure the next week, DK, I was back in the lineup. We'd be Cincinnati. I just got to throw that out there too. Oh, and you ran for 700 yards all just, through the left side. I'm just saying, I'm just <laughs> players are human. Y'all got to understand it. Kenny. And I'm glad he had it. He had a very human moment of jealousy, envy. I'm sure. And just being real with you, probably a little bit of a bad teammate to himself. I ain't got no problem with it because this is how this league goes. And don't y'all get soft on me either. This is a turnstile of a league. There is a new person wearing 73. There is a new person wearing 53. There are new people every single year that this league churns out. And here we are feeling sympathy for somebody because their performance got outmatched by somebody that's been in the building for six years. To me. That's called an opportunity that he took well, like took all advantage of. I ain't got no problem with that. Now, what I will have a problem with is this if it's out there that Kenny answered that as a very bland no, that he didn't learn anything, and then he comes back and crap the bed, that's when it becomes problematic. Because either you can't let it go, or either you can't grow as a professional enough to really just overtake, just overshadow your own deficiencies. I'm cool with that.
0: Oh boy. I know. That, that's why you watch this show everybody. <laughs> you can tell yourselves every once in a while that it's for some little inside thing and it's it's uh you know for the silly stuff that we do and whatever. That's why you watch this show. Okay? Because that right there is reality that you can't get from somebody else. That's somebody who lived it over there to my side. And when you're when you're dealing with human emotion, You can't have it both ways, right? Meaning, as 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 an observer of the team, you can't say, "I really like the emotion that guy brings to the offense or the defense or TJ Watt and the big kick and everything," and then expect them to be able to turn the amp from eleven to zero like that. Okay, emotion is a part of it. You like when a quarterback is competitive, right? yeah well, part of being competitive is wanting to be on the football field okay And so if you see some of that, this is my way of saying don't hold any of this against Kenny. no, okay this to an to, a, to an extent is what you want to see and what you want to hear. you don't want him to be
1: happy in this situation. But I wasn't happy. There's a line though, Moan. Y'all, y'all got a better me because they rushed for 236 yards Mm -hmm. in Buffalo. Do you understand? Like, because the human element of it is DK, you know, this, I guarantee you it's some writers, some reporters, some columnists, DK that feel a certain type of way about you because you have a store and you do this. You have a building. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody's striving for that right now, just to correlate it to something else. If you don't have a little bit of that, then you're probably really complacent. So I'm hoping Kenny actually takes this and run with it, man. Good for him for saying no. Ray picked up on the Spinal Tap reference. I like that.
0: (laughs) Taking that amp from 11 to zero. All right. It goes to 11. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: got a feeling that's a hard rock uh, conversation right there. Spinal
0: Tap was like a, a heavy metal spoof film from forever ago. Yeah. Uh, Good stuff. T. Reed said he appreciated the Miles Boykin story. If any of you guys came in late, I'm not going to repeat it, obviously. Just, you know, you can watch the show again. It doesn't go anywhere. Uh, Jerry Yeager says that Kenny needs to embrace the situation and just do better. I agree.
1: agree. Harder practice. Just a little bit more to detail. I mean, it'll work itself out. I don't even want to make it seem like he's a bad guy because I love the fact that he simply said no. He didn't learn a thing. God, that's awesome right there, DK. That is awesome, man. I I mean, <laughs>
0: I'm sure he didn't, okay? But again, when you hear the question, the question can mean one of two things. Yeah. One, did you learn something about the offense? The, uh, the answer to that is obviously, of course not, okay? I, I live this offense. This is my life, okay? Yeah. The other way to hear it is, Did you learn how you can better manage this offense? Which implicit in that, and again, I don't believe this for a second, came from the questioner, but implicit in that to the ear is, is that guy better than you at running this offense? Yeah. I mean, no, that's what he's got to (laughs) say. He's got to say that.
1: Got to say that. Blake
0: says, I agree that Kenny isn't established and hasn't done anything in the league at all. And I mean at all. He says, Justin work comes in with five gifts. Papa Mm -hmm. Ray comes in with 20 gifts. Terry bread, but blah, blah, Jeez, Oh, come on
1: words. DK use (laughs) it.
0: Terry says, I am in Seattle waiting for a ferry. Maybe I can spy a little Seahawks info. If you're waiting on one of those ferries, Terry, by the, uh, by the, the original Starbucks down at the base of that little cliff that they have there at the sound,
1: uh,
0: I'll be seeing you this weekend. You going to be
1: there? Okay, then, DK. I'll be right down there, yeah. That's one thing I'll say. We were always afraid of on Patriots Week Mm. that they had somebody on that hill watching our plays. And every time we played the Patriots, there was a car, too, that always showed up on the hill to watch our practice. Are you talking
0: about it on our south side? Yes, on the south side. Uh, the the, the build, There's a building there that I jokingly refer to as Ravens Alternate Headquarters. It's Patriots to me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've seen Patriots. that thing,
0: and I'm going... How does that that building exist? I think it's like FBI or something, too.
1: That's not the FBI building. No. I think that's a charter school office building or something like that. The FBI building is to the right. So it's a charter school, so all you have to do is buy out some kids. That's all take them you Just pizza pay for off for some lunch. kids, right? Yeah, that's it. Just get more sugar cookies. That's you know? why that's why they put up those big tarps on the field dude, now. Dude, the
0: Steelers paid all this money. I heard it was like tens of thousands of dollars right, for I these two. That two or three gigantic steel girders and they raise this dark tarp tarp between them when they're practicing so that neither harbaugh nor belichick can buy off enough of those school children
1: crazy what a
0: theme this is what a ridiculous program this is why does anybody watch this
1: (laughs) for no reason at all c
0: max says why are so many pit media oh my god did he just call pittsburgh Pit? yeah he did you gotta he did you gotta go that."
1: You gotta go past that. Yeah, Pitt Panthers, so they yeah. have a ball, they got a bowl game to get ready for It Pitt is a Panthers. college,
0: Pittsburgh is a city. Can't be, Dwight Jefferson says, Can't believe we've got fans willingly and blatantly discounting what we've all seen Kenny do. What yeah. have we seen Kenny
1: do? I told you about two, three weeks ago, I didn't know if he was a guy. He's gonna have to go prove it to me. Again, yeah, I mean,
0: what if what have we seen? Period.
1: The now I'm actually way-
0: being serious, Dwight. Yeah. If you come back, I'll put it up on the screen. But I don't know what it is that there'd be a, a case for for defiance there, you know. I and mean, Kenny has has not been good.
1: Uh, by the way, Miss Lynn says that that building is Propel Charter School's main office, DK. Okay, but are the kids in there? That's the question because we need to buy out the kids. <laughs> exactly. I got one from D Rock, man. I actually saw this one yesterday too, DK. Hey, you uh, kids. Pretty good, man. D Rock comes in with a contribution and says, Hey, Mo and DK, from the last convo about Big Ben pushing back to Mason, what about Dennis Dixon? Ben was in a total different spot then. He had probably just won the Super Bowl or they were on their way to the Super Bowl at the time. Dennis Dixon was a fourth-round draft pick, if I'm not mistaken, from an injury. Ben was riding high. Quarterback for life. For At that point? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There was no – so absolutely. He was there for backup purposes. And Double D knew that. He got a ring out of it. Uh, and he played. He started also. So I don't want to make it seem like Dennis Dixon was a bomb. He wasn't that. I just hate he got hurt in college, man. That dude would have won the Heisman.
0: Drew Belansky has a question I've been holding on to here for a while because I really wanted to take this. He says, can we talk about Patrick Peterson needing to stay at safety? Uh, We can talk a lot of things about Patrick Peterson, almost all of them good. If there's anyone, even more so, I think, than Mason Rudolph on this roster who deserves a great big apology from the city over the course of this season, it's been Pat Pete. He was judged on his first handful of games by a lot of people, and he was seen as a liability. This man has a very real track to Canton, yeah, and he brought that track with him from Minneapolis, and he has balled out, and he has done so now at multiple positions. If it sounds like I had a talk with him today, I did okay yeah and let's just say that he is aware of all of this okay he is aware of the of the the way he's performed the way he's adjusted to the new position uh he and i had a talk about uh, historically about the 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 move that rod woodson had to make
1: yeah
0: going from corner to safety now that didn't happen in pittsburgh obviously that ended up oh, happening man. in baltimore yeah but it happened and 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 rod woodson was a terrific safety for the Ravens and it extended his career. And the way Pat Pete put it, as I was talking, he said, "Paved the way for a lot of us. And I said, exactly, exactly. Pat Pete is ready to embrace this needing to stay at safety drew. He has to stay at safety because they have no safety. Okay. But when you see him performing the way he did, you see Mark Rose stepping in off the street and coming up with a pick. Um, There's something to be said uh, for anything remotely resembling continuity, I would leave Pat P there and I would put young Joey Porter Jr. on DK Metcalf.
1: That's a part of his growth, too, isn't it? it? sure is. He's that type of player, though. When you mentioned Joey Porter Jr. versus DK Metcalf, that's the matchup that I would pay money to see. And we get it for free this weekend, DK. So uh, I'm looking forward to see because this to me is this his biggest trial by fire. As far as size,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like amount of years in the league, because Jamar Chase is still on his rookie deal. DK yeah, yeah, yeah. Metcalf is not. This is a big deal for him.
0: It. This is a big, big deal for for young Mister Porter. Uh, and at the same time, you know Seattle's not been great at quarterback of late, and no. you know so th- there's there's different elements to that. But the secondary has been held together in large part by someone who was incorrectly perceived as
1: being a shortcoming
0: yeah. to this secondary,
1: that's you know, awesome. that's fascinating. DK good for him, man. I'm glad he, he embraces what's being said. That's part of it. You can't run from this. You can't oh no, run. he,
0: he does not. He definitely doesn't do that here. Uh, your favorite barber says that he retires every day from four to five. That's it. He's done cutting hair every day from four to five here. <laughs> DeMond thinks that I have world-class speed and that I am strong. Or he thinks which, Metcalf has that. <laughs> which which, which, which you, one
1: is it, DK? Are you both? <laughs> uh,
0: you know what? Do you remember in, in DK Metcalf's
1: draft year? Do you remember the footage? Uh, yes, I do. Oh, my God. You, to be fair... He's held up to that. He really has. Yeah. He really has. I I saw this past weekend. Of course, they played the Titans here in Nashville, so I had to cover it. I saw this past weekend. This dude vertically jumped what looked like 40 inches in the air, DK. Missed the ball because the corner, like he had it in his hand, and the corner swiped two times down to get it out of his hands. But to say that Geno Smith literally just throw the ball up in the red zone to him, and he comes down with it, he does. He caught another one in the back of the end zone with a foot drag for a guy his size that was mm-hmm. like he was five, eight. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, lit- he's literally something special here. Christopher says, key attributes for quarterback, strong arm, decisiveness, and pocket presence. Mason has all three. Mason Rudolph, the middle word there, decisiveness, was something that was mentioned to me. Uh, by Dan Moore, and I really appreciated hearing that one. I asked him to elaborate and, and he said well, pretty much exactly what you would expect. That he knew where the play was going to go. He stuck with it and he wrote it. Why would that mean a lot to an offensive lineman? Because Just the decisiveness part.
1: You can't hold the ball forever. The, the, the moment that you see him, he's open. The moment you think about throwing it, it's too late. That's also where guys get exposed as far as blocking for too long, too. Like, we understood it with seven, and we were more mature when we finally got it down. But let's not forget, you remember one of the main reasons, at least the conversation was said, why Todd Haley was hired in Pittsburgh? It was so that he can craft an offense to get the ball out of Ben's hands quick. Yes. Y'all remember that? So that decisiveness that you're hearing is them saying Kenny or Mitch don't get rid of the ball. The guys we've had at quarterback, we don't know when we're done blocking. I know what you're supposed to say. <laughs> well, are you supposed to be done blocking to the end of the play? Yeah, you are. But you got to think, there's trench monsters on the other side of that line that's trying to rip that quarterback's head off. And if he's spinning out, not stepping up or not in the spot that he's supposed to be at, that does make your job a little bit harder.
0: Mm-hmm. Guys, but- when we come back, we're going to take a couple more of your questions and call it a day.
1: And we got your answer from uh Dwight too, DK. By the and, way, too, and yes. and we'll put that up as well right yep. after right after this.
0: Oh, you started that from Dwight? Is that what that is? There? I did. I started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It so here, Dwight says he's won games. You might call it not losing games. He does have a winning record despite the surrounding offensive turmoil. But what if he was the engineer of the turmoil, or what if he was a big, big part of the turmoil? No doubt he needs to be better, but let's not forget, you can't hide behind wins, Dwight. And I was saying that back when he was winning. Okay, you can't you can't hide behind one fourth quarter rally. It's cute when it happens. It's cool. It's a nice trait to have in your back pocket, but it's not a definition.
1: That The same people that are saying he has a winning record are the same ones. And I'm not saying you, Dwight, because I don't know if you've ever said this. But the same ones that mentioned the Mike Tomlin never have a losing record thing. And a lot of people still want him fired because of it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, those two things. Dwight, I guess the point of this is, when we're speaking about what Kenny did, has done, and what Mitch did this past – I mean, what Mason did this past weekend is this. Mason looked like he mustered – like, helped this team get a win. whereas the Kenny got like help walk them to a win like everything that mason did this weekend was on his shoulders he threw the slant to friggin uh george george of course did the dirty work but he threw him open so much that the safety overran it the deep throw down the sideline like all the stuff they were talking about listen to what dk has said about what his teammates have said about him. decisive made my job easier knew where he was gonna be at leader We hadn't heard at least those terms be consistently said about Kenny Pickett. I think that's the point of it all to me. I mean,
0: it's also this. This doesn't have to be so complicated. We don't have to dig and scrape for quarterback uh, analysis of this kind or that kind. At some point or other, you need to have numbers that are just NFL average at the worst do you know what I'm saying here? Yeah. Like, at least at least be ordinary. And, and that wasn't what we were seeing. The Steelers were one of the worst offenses in football up until this past weekend. Yeah. So what changed?
1: Gerard says it right here, DK. Similar stat line, but we scored 33 with mm-hmm. Mason and only 16 with Kenny in these Bengals games.
0: Because Mason showed up with a dagger. He did. Okay,
1: He didn't pull out the Swiss Army knife
0: at the end. Okay, He came out with one of these. He came out with a full-blown machete. <laughs> yeah, he did. Mason said himself, he said, I see 14 and one-on-one. I'm sorry. I'm not overthinking this. And that's what he saw on third and one. That was the play, by the way, that got the coach's attention more than anything else, meaning Mike Tomlin's. He said, I loved the aggressive streak there. It's third and one. We could have just turned around and handed the ball. To Naji, whatever else here, he saw an opportunity to to ram
1: a fork into these guys, and he took it. Yeah. Uh, again, this is it's not a diss. This is a performance based league. If we suck doing this, you guys ain't gonna tune into it. If Mitch is not good, Mitch is not gonna be on his original team. If If Kenny's not good, we just got to call it what it is too. It's okay to say another guy did good, and also expect that also to continue too.
0: Yeah, Mark wants to know if the players or the coaches select Kenny Pickett as captain. Please tell everybody who selects the captain's bone.
1: There's a, a little bit of influence. The players vote on it, but there's a little bit of influence.
0: As, as Mike Tomlin once spoke publicly, it's not a democracy, you guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so to that point, though, now that we're talking about, about Mason being the leader of that team, other than Kenny, Mitch, chooks mason cole who was gonna be the offensive captain probably the starting quarterback
0: No, it almost has to be your starting quarterback that's just the way this is all rolling right now it just it just has to be you know (laughs) Um, uh
1: that's funny that's funny
0: anyway all right guys listen we're all done for the day we will do another one we're doing one tomorrow
1: yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what. How we were DK. Why, yeah, yeah. No. No. No.
0: I think she might have said something about having a plan for Thursday. I'm not sure what it is.
1: You traveling to the West Coast tomorrow? You or something? a plan? Yeah, your family's coming.
0: We're oh, my it. family's coming <laughs> in. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be here doing the show. DK, come on, man. No. We're... No. There's dinner with everybody's coming. I know they can take a break for an hour. I'll come and hang out here. That's not a big deal. All right. At
1: least well, if I see you coming in as a new member, baby, what's going on, DK? Uh, it's, it's Scheduling a, down, man.
0: Freshly table. divorced.
1: <laughs> at the uncle's table. That's right. Oh, at
0: the literal uncle's table, yes. Since yeah. my brother is coming, yes. Yeah, Please like come, this. People. Look, at, Everybody's in favor of this, too, by the way. Look at this. Yeah, yeah, this is the way to go.
1: <laughs> DK, they are laughing at you right now, man. <laughs>
0: See everybody <laughs> tomorrow. For Maybe you'll see DK. Yeah, <laughs> alive. <laughs> Bye. Oh. Sh- okay. <clears throat>